You're listening to Strictly Business Podcast with Lindsay Williams. The JSC has opened its doors for the second day of a shortened three-day trading week. So it's time for the opening. And this morning, I'm speaking to Nick Kunzer from Sandland Private Wealth. Again, a good day yesterday. A nice sort of steady rise in the markets, not too much volatility. And this morning, I see that the S&P futures are up around about two-thirds of a percent. So gradually, I think the markets are regaining their stability. How long can this last, do you think, Nick? Morning, Lindsay. <clears throat> yeah, I'm not. That, I mean, that's the million-dollar question at the moment, isn't it? Is is you know what is normal in a world with with the lockdown and no earnings? But I think we're starting to get an, an indication, as you said, rightly so. Nice day yesterday on the JSC. You know, playing a little bit of catch-up after we were, you know, resumed trading after Freedom Day. I got a nice level. I don't know if anyone noticed, but I all share back above fifty thousand. It's been yes. a while since you've been up there, um, and I think just. A little bit of optimism, you know, governments are slowly at least sort of gearing up to, to at least partially reopen their economies. Um, we've had uh, Saudi Arabia, New Zealand relaxing their economies. I see, uh, you know, obviously us in South Africa, we're looking at gradually lifting regulations on May the 1st. And then the other big economy in Africa, which Nigeria, uh, they're saying they're easing on May the 4th. So I think you throw that onto the pot. We had some earnings coming out as well, which haven't been so bad. We had um, Alphabet last night and all these tech players coming out, not as bad as people expected. And the back of that is a little bit of tailwind. And, and I look at our markets this morning. I mean, the RAN really having a good session today. Uh, real risk on uh, dollar index, which is everyone's been rushing into the dollar as well. The dollar index back under 100 a little bit of dollar weakness. So <clears throat> really is a lot of positives to take out of the market uh, on the short trading with Lindsay. And WTI crude at $14.07 per barrel, up yes, $1.73, up yeah. 14%, which compared to yesterday morning is a, around about a 40% increase. I mean, these <laughs> numbers are just unbelievable. I mean, uh, Brent, Brent crude at 21.39 was below 19 yesterday. It's up another 4.5%. Hey, what's going on here? It's, it's madness. It's a yeah, I mean, well, 2 3% move in the most traded currency in the uh, commodity in the world would make headlines. Yes. And typically a move like you're seeing in Brent, 4.6% up on the day, I mean, that would normally be on the back of, I don't know, some uh, frigate from, you know, sailing into the Gulf about to attack one of the sort of oil producers to, to have an oil price move 4 to 5%. I mean, we're getting 14% move in West Texas with no news. It is, it is, it is uh, there is no uh, logical reason I can give to you listeners other than the fact that, uh, that WTI is all of a sudden one step away from a casino. We've got closeout coming again. I mean, is there, is there likelihood we're going to see this back in negative? Again, who knows? But um, it does make for quite entertaining viewing on my screens in lockdown. I'm glad I'm not too involved in that. It really does. And I hope everyone's not getting a little bit too carried away here with Nigeria and South Africa and Saudi Arabia and New Zealand and other countries start, and certain states in the United States of America starting to relax their restrictions. I don't think people should get too carried away about that sort of thing because it's going to be the human behavior that dictates whether these relaxations are actually meaningful. I don't know. If you were suddenly allowed to go to the pub, would you go to the pub? You might go for, for curiosity's sake, but would you go every, would go every, every two or three times? to the pub when we open up. Yeah. No, no I, hear, I hear what you're saying. It's, and I think, you know, look, I heard a really good sort of uh, economist talking about uh, the argument for why there's been no inflation, and it really made sense. And tying into what your comment you made now is that, Yes, the, everyone's, everyone's thinking that the dollar's going to weaken and inflation's going to explode because of all the money they're printing. 
and it was a very logical argument that in, in past experiences, certainly what's been happening in, in the Eurozone with Germany as well, is, is people are so petrified. They take all this money that's being printed. They don't go out there and buy a new car or a new fridge. They literally put it under their bed. Yes. And, 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 and I think it's exactly what I can relate to, and I think what you're referring to now. Are you going to go to the pub? Are you going to book a, are you going to book a flight? If you can fly to go on a holiday for a week or two, you certainly aren't. Um, and I think that's got to be cognizant of that. You know, there might be things might be a little clearer this afternoon because on the playbook today we have the all important US GDP data yes. that is forecast for this afternoon. Uh, economists looking for a 4% sort of contraction. I think that's hugely optimistic. Um, I've seen some reports closer to 15, 20%. So <clears throat> maybe somewhere in between. But that'll give you an indication of, of, of how much. There is still to come out of this marketplace, and uh, let's not get too too carried away with what's going on, as you said, with economies opening up. Yes, precisely. Okay, let's have a look at the markets. You, you spoke about the rand having a bit of a tear this morning, which is great, and that is borne out by the fact that it's around about one point two percent higher at eighteen forty five against the US dollar at the moment. It's twenty three exactly against the British pound, and the euro rand is twenty oh five with the euro dollar at one oh eight sixty five. Last night in the United States, the Dow Jones was down just very, very slightly. The S and P was down half a percent. The Nasdaq. Despite those results that you spoke of, down 1.4%. This morning, though, the Dow Jones futures up around about half a percent. Her S&P futures up around about 0.6%, something like that. In the Far East this morning, what have we got here? I've got Tokyo flat, uh, Shanghai up 0.4%, Hang Seng flat in Hong Kong and Australia up 1.5%. Uh, yeah, that's a good move there. All right, uh, on to the commodities markets. The gold price is holding relatively steady above 1700 although it does look a little bit precarious, I must admit, despite the fact I'm a gold bull. 1706 which is barely changed. The platinum price is up a couple to 776 And palladium is what, Nick Kunza? That is, oh, it's having a good one. It's up 3% at the moment, $60, uh, $1,979. And WTI crude, that's the West Texas Intermediate brand, uh, that's uh, only up 12.8% now. It was up 14.2% when we started uh, talking. It's uh, $13.92 a barrel, should you need a barrel. And Brent crude is 21.35, which is up 4 and a third percent we have got this morbid fascination with the oil price, I have to admit. What is in the diary apart from the US GDP today, please, Nick? Uh, plenty, to be quite honest. So it is a busy day today and a busy day tomorrow for those market watchers. Uh, obviously, month end tomorrow as well. Oh, so expect yeah, okay. the usual uh, window dressing. I don't know what you mean. Uh-huh. Um, obviously, we are shut as well as most of Europe on Friday, but America is open. But busy, busy diary. We have, um, just to put in perspective, I mean, the S&P 500, Index that's up about thirteen percent so far this month. Yes, um, and the largest stocks on the S and P five hundred make up a huge chunk of of that um, of that S and P five hundred. About five shares. You know the usual story: the Facebooks, Alphabet, Amazons, etc. Um, so on the diary at the moment we have today. Um, we have the U.S. Commerce Department. That's the GDP we just spoke about. We also have the Fed announcement tonight, 8 o'clock South African time, 7 o'clock European time. That is quite a big one, Um, but no change expected there. And, of course, earnings season continuing. We have uh, Amazon reported to report their sort of blockbuster earnings. That's out tomorrow before the open. Today we have uh, Facebook. We're expecting so to use a growth strengthening. We have Microsoft today as well. Qualcomm, Spotify, 
And then over in, in, in Europe, we have Barclays, Standard Chartered, and Deutsche Bank. So really, really – oh, sorry, and also Boeing this afternoon expected to, to post quarterly losses. Boeing obviously being a big component of the Dow Jones. So mm. a busy diary, Lindsay. Yeah, and I noticed a feature on uh, Euronews a couple of days ago about Airbus, so, you know, basically looking for a, a bailout from a parachute almost from pardon the pun from from the european governments and uh, because it's um, in trouble quite understandably and hopefully mm. they will do because we don't want boeing and trump to get ahead of us do we no we don't and, and competition is healthy as they say quite right too on the stock exchange news service this morning mtn group has given us a summary of its mtn nigeria unaudited results for the three months ended 31st of march the share price reacting uh, to that and other things i think uh, the fact that nigeria is, is opening up again it's up 1.9 percent the share price of mtn um and here we go again with psg group another uh, a further cautionary announcement uh, the share price up 4.3 percent on my delayed screen and also z coming out with its uh, numbers or rather a voluntary update on the sum of the parts uh, value per share what is going just remind us what's going on with psg at the moment uh, to your Mm. mind best best kept secret in town yeah so um yeah so so out this morning i'm going to read you the the quick the quick and dirty following so from from um uh, psg cautionary out this morning uh, and I quote, following requests from interested parties and to curtail speculation and, and uncertainty, oh, yeah. the company confirms that PSG Group Board of Directors is in the process of investigating and is seriously considering the potential unbundling of some or all of its shareholding in Capitec Bank Holdings, hmm. subject to certain conditions being met. So, I mean, this, is, we've been, this has been speculation for years, not only this last couple of days. It's been long speculation as – as, so just I mean, in a summary, uh, PSG is effectively a holding company. The biggest holding, almost 70% of the value of PSG is derived from their holding in Capitec. Um, and as we've dissected on your show, um, PSG is unique in the fact that the holding and the, the various companies are all listed. So it's really basic math. You just work out the amount of holdings, their market cap, the current price, and you can work out exactly where PSG should be. The problem is... Markets do not like holding companies at the moment for some reason. Uh, they don't like paying management fees, certainly not to PSG when they can go out and buy the shares of the market themselves without paying a management fee. So there's been frustrated shareholders for years have been pushing for this. PSG trading at somewhere north of between 30 and 40% discount, depending where the shares are on the day, discount to where the sum of the parts are. So in a nutshell, Lindsay, I mean, that that is, it's been speculated for ages. Um, I think this is what the market's been looking for. Um, and it would certainly unlock value, although it's been such a massive earner for, for management and for PSG shareholders over the years. I couldn't see them uh, offloading the whole amount. Maybe a partial. Maybe they, maybe they know something that we don't. Maybe they're seeing a, a few things that a lot of people have been saying for a long time. But anyway, yeah. uh, Capitec itself mm. has come out with a voluntary announcement which says the following. Shareholders are referred to the cautionary announcement published by the PSG Group today in which they inform their shareholders that they are investigating and is seriously considering the potential unbundling. So investigation, considering potential unbundling of some or all of its shareholding in Capitec Bank holding subject to certain conditions being fulfilled. Uh, Capitec shareholders are therefore advised to monitor announcements by PSG Group for further details regarding the potential unbundling. Where does Zeta fit into all this? Are they going to go as well? Mm, possibly. 
Zeta's always been muted as the, the one that was always going to be unbundled before Capitec. Because I mean, Capitec is such a, most, uh, a monster. I mean, it's forty-six billion rand sort of uh, valuation within within PSG. It really is sizable. Yes. Um, Zeta's always been the one that's more logical. Um, I would have thought that was first, but no, I don't know. It looks like uh, look, it looks like they're trying to do something in there. But also ties in with with what we've seen in the last couple of months. I mean, certainly within a South African context on the JSC. Uh, various of these holding companies like like um, uh, like Remgro as well and and Raynet and a few others looking to they haven't added value to to shareholders quite frankly and I think impatient shareholders in this current environment saying time to time to do something and with more and more companies quite frankly uh, um, delisting on the JSC having a few come or get unloaded that aren't listed I think it's quite good so mm. we watch the space with interest yeah it's interesting the Zeta comes comes out with the sum of the parts uh, calculation on sends at the same time so mm. yeah like me too me too <laughs> exactly excuse me I also want to unlist right what else have we got today let's have a look at the top five major movers on the JSC, according to my screen, which I will refresh just in case it's uh, slightly delayed. Well, it is delayed, but uh, if it's even more delayed. The Sassel price, up again, up nearly 6%, just under 82 rand a share. PSG itself up 4 and a, four and a bit percent, 4 and a third percent. Hammerson up 3.7. Sabanier Stillwater up 3 and a third. And Implats up 3 and a quarter. On the downside, Mr. Price down 2.7. Vodacom down 2.25. TFG down 2%, JSE down 1 and 3 quarters, British American Tobacco down 1.6%. Uh, so Sassel we know about. People are probably starting to come in and say, well, the late Charles initiative plus the uh, rise in the oil price and the yeah, the RAND help, helping them. PSG we know about. On the downside, Mr. Price and TFG both in the bottom five. Retailers suddenly. Why are retailers under pressure, Nick? Mm, good question. Uh, look, I think I think very very independencies on on where we go with opening up our economy. Uh, retailers continue to be under pressure, um, but look, that's had quite a decent bounce. I mean, Woolies was up eleven percent yesterday, for an example. So mm. maybe a little little bit of a pause. And the one I've been watching, which wasn't on your leaderboard because I think it's now derived as a sort of medium or small cap, is uh, is Grinrod once again. Um, ah. That particular share we spoke about it. Yeah. So that particular share in the last five days up about eleven uh, percent um, from its recent lows. And you so were talking to of, myself and David Shapiro about a particular hmm. stock um, overseas that is also in the logistics yeah, Scorpio, business. Scorpio tankers. Yeah. How's Correct. that been going? So, also, considering its runs, it looks like as much as some some of these companies uh, are, are sort of preempting the opening up of, of the world economy, Grinrod being one of them, uh, a big portion of it's obviously Grinrod shipping offshore as well, also getting a little bit of a bounce. So, also interesting, interesting one to watch. Not one we don't normally sort of a that pops up on the screen, but watching that one with space. And on the downside, for me, it, it's very much uh, you know the, the the risk on theme we're seeing at the moment. The likes of British American Tobacco, obviously a rand hedge as well, with this rand knocking it as well. Okay, give us the JSC indices after fifty-two minutes of trading, please. Okay, so nice and happy to report just before month end that the JSC All Share is continuing its push above fifty thousand this morning, fifty thousand three hundred ninety. That level up 0.72% or three hundred sixty points. The top forty up two hundred fifty points, up a half a percent. 
looking at individual indices, financials with the stronger end uh, leading us 1.55% higher. Industrials are up a quarter percent. And on the downside, we have healthcare shares just a little bit in the red. Uh, consumer cyclicals down 0.59 and telecommunication services with the likes of Vodacom, which you pointed out, uh, that index down 0.72% today. Nick, thanks so much for your time this morning. That was the opening. Nick Kunzer is from Sandam Private Wealth. The views and opinions expressed in these podcasts are those of Lindsay Williams and various contributors and do not reflect the policy, position or opinion of any other agency, organization, employer or company associated with strictlybusinesspodcast.com. Assumptions made on the analyses are not reflective of the position of any other entity other than the speaker or the author. And since we are critically thinking human beings, these views are always subject to change, revision and rethinking at any time. Please do not hold us to them in perpetuity.